Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why and how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I want to introduce you to or reintroduce you to a concept called the inoculation theory, which was developed by social psychologist William McGuire in 1961. Now, I know what you think in 1961, Victor, how valuable can it be? Uh, very valuable. Listen up. Pay attention, you're about to get schooled if you don't know. In the field of persuasion, the goal is always to persuade somebody else, right? To get them to change their mind. Are you with me on this? The field of persuasion, the goal is to persuade the other person to get them to change their mind, to buy from us, to move in a certain direction, to make a certain choice. Now, what's interesting about the inoculation theory, it works in the exact opposite way, which is what makes it intriguing yet effective. We need to use it to keep someone from changing their mind. Let me say that again because this is important. You use the inoculation theory not to persuade people, but to keep people from being persuaded by other people. Or more specifically, we can use it to prevent others, like our competitors, from changing our client's mind. In other words, sometimes we don't want the client to change their mind, because the competitor might come in and try to persuade them. So how do we block a competitor from coming in and persuading our customer to go with them? Sounds intriguing? Again, it should. It's a powerful strategy. So let me do this. Let me set up the example first, and then I'll teach you the application. And then third, I want you to think about how you could use it in your everyday sales process. Now, here's how it goes. Imagine your client is ready to make a big buying decision. Now, if you're in the B2B sector, this is really for you. Imagine your client is ready to make a big buying decision. And guess what? There's only one problem. It's down to your company and your competitor. Ah, don't we love that? The one to three or one to two. So we're down to two choices. The customer's down to two choices, you and your competitor. And you've both been requested to come in and deliver a final presentation, a good closing pitch, and you were selected to go first. Okay, this is key. You gotta do a key presentation. This is it, the final presentation in front of this board of people, right? This group of people. You've been selected to go first. So let's say, pretend that your competitor is waiting outside, ready to come in when you're done to give their final pitch. Now you also know that your competitor has a nasty habit of always trying to undermine you. And you know that your competitor is gonna raise a weakness that you have. Now remember, you're going first. Your competitor, let's say you have a 45 minute pitch, after the 45 minutes, there'll be a 15 minute break, and then your competitor is gonna come in and they're gonna pitch. And you know that they will try to undermine you. You know that they're going to badmouth you. But specifically, you also know based on past experience, that they're gonna raise a weakness that you have. The question is, what can you do about it? You're going first, so you're not gonna be there when they present, so you're not gonna be there to defend yourself. So what can you do? This is where the inoculation theory comes to play. Now, let's say that one of the weaknesses that you have, maybe the only weakness you have, is that you've only been in business three years. But your competitor, the people coming after you, they've been in business 20 years, and they're gonna use that as leverage 
to basically get the customer to go their way. In other words, they're gonna highlight how you've only been in business three years and you can't possibly know what you're doing because you're too young of a company. They've been around 20 years, they have the experience, they know the industry better than you do. So that's what you know they're gonna say. So what do you do? All right, so here's what I'd like you to do. This is where the inoculation theory kicks in. Again, the goal of the inoculation theory is to get people to not change their mind. And once you do your presentation, you do not want the customer, the board, to be persuaded by your competitor. So here's what you're gonna do. You say something like this to the board during your presentation. Our competitor will tell you that they've been in business 20 years where we've only been in business three years. And they will frame it as a negative when in fact, I view it as a big positive. Now you're addressing the board here. I view it as a big positive. Here's why. Most businesses fail in our industry within the first year. We're still around third year, going into our fourth year, and we're very strong. Our year-over-year -year growth for the next three years is expected to be 20%, again, year-over-year. But also, we have updated methods. Also, because we're a smaller and younger company, we're more flexible and more responsive, and we're using cutting-edge technology, whereas our competitor may not be doing that. And when you talk about us, we're a small company. That means you're not going to get lost in the mix. You're not just a number to us. You will not get voicemail when you contact us. The benefit of working with a small company is that you're going to have a client who understands the business, that although we're younger, we're financially stable, and we're using cutting-edge technology, which you're going to need, Mr. Customer. Now, stop. Now, you've just made that little pitch right there. But what you've done is you've raised an objection that you know your competitor is going to raise, and you've blocked it. How did you block it? Well, first of all, you raised it by saying, yeah, acknowledge the fact that you are younger. You know, we've been in business three years. They've been in business 20. But you frame it not as a weakness. You frame it as a strength. Because why? Because you've been in business. You know, most businesses fail within the first year. You've been around for three years. Your year-over-year -year growth is 20%. That's the forecast, which means you're growing. You're also using new updated methods. You're not using, for example, legacy systems or software. Also, because you're smaller, you're more flexible, you're more nimble, you're more, more responsive, and your customer is not a number. Because you're a smaller company, you'll be able to give them that customer service slash attention that they want. You see what I mean? I reframed that conversation. So then you would say something like this, Mr. Customer, can you now see how working with a younger, financially stable, and cutting-edge company is a better deal? Okay, you can frame it any way you want. Use your own wording. Now, let's say that you finish the presentation and you're out the door, right? And you believe that you've delivered your best sales pitch. Now, 15-minute break, your competitor comes in. Let's kind of play this out. Your competitor comes in. They're going to do the presentation. And one of the things you know they're going to say is that the reason you want to work with us, this is your competitor talking. They're going to talk to the board. They're going to say something like this. The reason you want to work with our company is because our competitor has only been in business three years. We've been in business 20 years. Stop. Now, they've said that. But let's look at what's happening inside the mind of the people who are listening, the customer. They're saying, yeah, we know that. They brought that up. They already told us that they're only three years old. In fact, they've also told us, 
why that's actually an advantage. So now that negative frame that would have worked more effectively will not work now. In other words, because you've blocked the object, objection, I like to call it a preemptive strategy. Because you preempted their negative, their objection, how they were going to badmouth you, it doesn't have the power anymore to persuade. In other words, its persuasion power has been dissipated and it doesn't have the effect that they expected. So think about this in your presentation. Now let's look at application for you. If you know that your customer or your competitor rather is going to badmouth you, and maybe there's two or three things that they always bring up, my question to you is, how can you use the inoculation theory to actually build something like this into your sales pitch, your presentation, to stop your competitor from badmouthing you? Or even if they're going to badmouth you, it won't have the persuasive power that it typically has because you've inoculated your customer. See, that's the power of the theory. Again, it's a preemptive strategy. Use it in your presentation, and I believe you will see a difference in your closing rate. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Also, don't forget to visit my website, salesinfluence.com. There you'll find a lot of my videos. And also, for those of you who want courses, uh, visit my website. It's called SeminarsOnSelling.com. There I have about 20 sales training programs that you can use to train your sales team. Again, this is Victor Antonio signing off. We'll see you next time. Take care.